1: Welcome back to the show. Today we have Marcia Guerrier. She's the CEO and co-founder of Women on the Rise. Marcia, welcome to the show.
2: Hey, thank you, Kevin, for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you today.
1: Yeah, I'm excited to have you on the show. You're doing and have done a ton of really interesting things, but maybe before we get into all that stuff, let's get to know you a little bit better and start off with where you grew up.
2: Absolutely. I grew up in a small town called Brooklyn, New York. <laughs> not, not so, not so small. I was born and raised in Brooklyn, New York.
3: Okay, and,
2: very cool. And uh, was totally into all things Brooklyn, growing up. And I don't want to age myself, Kevin, but you know, we played uh, ball outside. We ran, we ran around chasing each other and riding bikes.
1: <laughs> back back when kids did that?
2: <laughs> back 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 in the day when kids did those things, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I remember those good old days. <laughs> no, that's that's awesome. So you went to kind of college. What did you take and, and what made you take it?
2: So when I went to college, I knew before I got to college I wanted to be a nurse.
1: Okay. But, Why was that, that just I'm out of not. curiosity? As
2: I loved watching any medical show, any show where people, um, science, were trying to um, dissect animals, that I just loved it. But when I got into school and found out that I had to actually be great at science, I realized that wasn't for me. So quickly I turned around and took myself onto the business track and started with accounting. Okay. I quickly got to cost accounting and realized perhaps accounting was not for me.
3: Okay, interesting. And I
2: focused more in uh, managerial and entrepreneurship as my focus when when I realized what what I needed out of business and what I wanted um, from a business degree.
1: Okay, interesting. So you get out of school, walk me through kind of your career up until kind of what you're doing now.
2: Yes. So I left school. So while I was in college, I I maintained full-time employment in corporate America. I've always worked in the financial industry, and um, I grew up in a time where um, technology wasn't the main focus, and and it was just kind of thriving and growing. And I was fortunate enough to work um, in the back office, so to speak, and learn the processes that we needed to book our trades. And to get data into the system okay and that grew into an amazing career for myself as a system business analyst product manager and so I've been doing that in the FinTech space now uh, for over I'll say over 10 years so I don't date myself too much (laughs) so I've been in that industry for many years serving as a business analyst uh, product manager Product owner and project manager, leading teams, and and being able to bring uh, software to the forefront. I've worked with startups. Sure. I've worked with huge Fortune 500 companies, so I've been able to uh, see the best of both worlds in corporate America, working for large and small companies.
1: Interesting. So, how did you kind of transition into? getting involved, and, and creating Women on the Rise, and what exactly is it?
2: Women on the Rise is a um, small consulting and coaching business for okay. women seeking um, entrepreneurship, balancing their career, deciding what it is they want to do beyond a nine-to-five, um, and helping them kind of discover that, build a mindset of um, their, their life, because when you're a career professional, mm-hmm. when you've been used to and conditioned to 9 to 5 behavior, sure. it re- and, but you know in your heart you have a desire for something more, it really takes a certain type of mindset. And often put women would say, I want it, but they didn't know how to navigate it, how to juggle them both. And then they often would say, well, I need to quit my 9 to 5 tomorrow sure. in order to do um, what I want. And so I help people manage that transition and sometimes the transition never goes anywhere it does you don't have to leave your nine-to-five until you know the the money's really phenomenal right
1: sure I think that's actually really good advice in itself right to anyone
2: yeah absolutely make sure the time is right make sure you set things up properly for yourself and sometimes if you're like me I don't, I'm not sure that I'm ready to leave nine to five. I still have my nine to five because I love the space I work in. I get to learn new things about technology. I get to surround myself with a network of people that are making me better to support the women that I support in my own business. And I've been fortunate enough to work with and work for startups and have amazing CEOs and millionaire mentors that are excited to see that I'm able to do both
1: effectively. Sure. Well, and I also think that like not all employers, but a lot of employers, if you kind of have an entrepreneurial mindset and you're doing things outside of kind of the workday, or maybe you, you, you work different hours or something certain times, but like, A lot of the times the stuff you're doing outside of kind of your day job can actually benefit your day job, right? And I think employers are starting to see that a lot more. And it sounds like you agree with that.
2: I do agree with that. And I remember when the current job that I hold right now, it it was a small startup. And we have been fortunate enough to have been since sold. And that's the dream for every startup, right? Make, Make it, right? And you get sold. And now, you know, we're part of a bigger corporation. I remember uh, in my interview, uh, the CEO asked me, and I, I interviewed directly with the CEO, and he asked me, "So, um, how do you feel about entrepreneurship, and, and do you have any entrepreneurial um, aspirations?" It took me a second to respond because I didn't know is this a trick question because sure. they did not want me to have that because you know some some bosses do not. Some
3: yeah, that's major fair.
2: Major corporations they they do want you to focus on them, but something told me to just share with him what I've been doing, and I was open and honest, and I told him exactly what I'm doing, and the reason why I even interviewed with them is because they were so small in a startup, and that's where I feel that my expertise and my experience lends itself the best. Sure, and we were a match.
1: Interesting. So walk me through kind of the conference because you have a something coming up right away. Walk me through that, and it's your fifth year, so congrats on that. But what exactly are you doing with the conference?
2: Thank you so much. So when I started Women on the Rise, I wanted to not just consult and coach with women, but I wanted to give them a space where they can, um, women entrepreneurs and career professionals can be celebrated. They could come and learn the tools and resources they need in order to kind of develop themselves in their career or business. So uh, for the conference, we have always put together um, an agenda that would give them lessons in uh, starting a business, uh, financing, how to properly um, maintain financial records, how from your career versus your business from your personal finances versus your business. Um, Things like career mobility, if you are, because Usually, we are the A types, right? Sometimes. Sure. Yep. And we, we want to still climb the corporate ladder while we're maintaining um, our careers while still pursuing entrepreneurship. So, teaching people how to kind of balance the bo- both. Sure. Um, we, it, at the conference, we have women entrepreneurs that talk about. Uh, different ways to get into entrepreneurship, like multi-level marketing. I think it's so important that um, people understand, oftentimes you have the heart and the passion for entrepreneurship or you want to start a business. Uh, I do think that there's sometimes a difference between entrepreneurship and running and owning a business. Sometimes they could be different and they just don't know where to start.
1: Sure. They
2: know they want extra income. They know they want to make a difference in their lives. So uh, multi-level marketing businesses can be a great entry point to have support, a supportive team to help you uh, learn about small business, running a business. And so we bring that conversation to our conference as well. Um, Part of the conference is One thing we added last year was a pitch contest, which we found to be so amazing and helpful for our attendees. You get to come pitch your business. It gives you um, the motivation and excitement to, one, learn the areas of business where you probably were not concentrating on before you came to pitch. Oftentimes, people are not, they're not thinking about the financials and what aspects of how much money are they actually earning versus spending? How much is operating? Are you paying yourself back? How important that is for people to know. And if you want to take your business to that next level and begin to work with and search for investors, what does that look like for you in terms of Developing your pitch and giving your pitch, so we were able to bring that to the um, to the conference last year, and we're super excited about a new partnership we formed this year with HSN American Dreams. Very cool. Which is the so awesome, which is the Home Shopping Network. That is so major and so fantastic. We're so excited. The Home Shopping Network um, is bringing their pitch event to our conference. Um, we are teaming up with uh, star entrepreneur Lily Be- Gil-Baletta, Gil- Gil sure. who is bringing her team from Dreamers Ventures wow. and from HSN to allow people to pitch their products to possibly make it onto HSN's uh, platform.
1: That's huge, right? 90 million right?
2: households.
1: Nin- Did you say 90, 90 million, million?
2: households.
1: Wow. 90
2: million yeah. Household. Wow! You can have your product presented on their platform. If you go to people, often like, well, I'm not HSN ready. There's no such thing. You have a business. You're running it. You have a physical product. You are ready. They. It's not just. Not just. You have a product. Okay, tomorrow you get on TV in front of their damn million. they have a whole academy. They take you through training. They want you to really, truly be HSN ready.
1: Yeah, they're not going to put you up there if they know you're going to fail, right? They'll give you the tools or help you through what you need to make sure that you know you get some sort of success out of the thing, right?
2: Ab- absolutely, and it's about bottom line. They they want the bottom line. They want you to succeed because they want you to sell. Sure, the and their sell, reputation's
1: on the line too, right? Absolutely. Yeah, interesting. So, walk me through a little bit of how did you kind of get that partnership? Did you reach out to them? Did you connect with somebody? Or, like, how did you actually hook that up? Because that's a huge deal.
2: It's major, and you will never guess. Last year, I attended another conference by one of my mentors, entrepreneur mentors. Very cool. um, Lucinda Cross, her her Activate conference here in New York. Okay. She had the partnership with them. Okay. They came to her event last year and um for their pitch event and i pitched to uh them i pitched to lily and to dara who were um the two dara is actually with HSM and lily is one of their star entrepreneurs that gotcha. facilitates these tours for them
3: gotcha.
2: and i pitched to them my product didn't get picked up but that was that wasn't although that is your biggest dream sure i just was so Excited to have that opportunity to get their feedback. They gave me amazing feedback that I have been imp- Easily able to implement immediately nice and within months of um, Implementing their feedback, but the product that I did have Is fully done and ready for market. So Very cool.
3: um,
2: It it's an amazing opportunity and I have I um, since then, attended many events that Dara um, from HSN and uh, Lily have put together through her um, company dreamers ventures. And from there, we just formed a relationship It's building an authentic relationship, showing up networking. And one day Lily was like, why don't we bring the the pitch event to your conference? And I hit the floor. (laughs)
3: <laughs> that's great though. congrats like, on that that's
2: huge. thank you so much it wasn't something that i was aiming for i wasn't um you know attending their events for that purpose i just was excited to learn from them the the the, the teachings and the things that the exposure that they give you was so phenomenal that i knew i needed to just continue to make that Um, connection and build those relationships with them
1: and it paid off big sure well i think but that's i also think that's really good advice to people too right i think to your point like just network and meet people and you never know where the relationships that you make where they'll go to right some will go nowhere some will create these amazing opportunities for you that you kind of never dreamt of and kind of everywhere in between right
2: absolutely that is networking it, it's so for some people is taboo cuz most entrepreneurs will tell you i'm an introvert so i don't know <laughs> how i made it so successfully but the truth is you made it because you were networking yeah. we we yeah. All, even even a person with a silver spoon that you know is handed over the money they need or the seed money the, you still need to then further go out to talk to people to tell them about your product So you are always networking when you are an entrepreneur. And the same goes for career professionals. We talk about that too at the conference. Most people climb the corporate ladder because of networking, because they become social, because they are the, um, you know, getting to know other people, especially those of influence that could help them. You know, when a position opens up, if you're someone who has been networking and you have put a, the word out that you may be looking, they think about you.
1: Yep, Even networking, networking in your own company, key. right?
2: Absolutely. Yeah, interesting. Absolutely. But, but
1: Keep going, sorry.
2: i was going to say, even as um, the CEOs, you have to come out of your office in order to have that open door policy, to have your staff and employees know that you appreciate and value them as yeah. staff and employees. So it's important that whatever level you are at, that you must
1: network. I think that's, that's really good advice. So for people that are interested in kind of getting more information and actually attending the conference, when exactly is it and where is it?
2: The conference is in New York City at the LaGuardia Plaza Hotel on October 19th and 20th. It's two days filled with epic, awesome, spectacular workshops. We have amazing panel discussions. We also have a panel discussion on... with media experts from okay. Amazing Magazine. Mademoiselle Magazine will be represented there, and we're going to be able to talk to them about how you're approaching. As entrepreneurs, one of the best things for us to spread the word about our businesses are uh, interviews and getting um, mentioned in media. So sure. it's important to know how to approach people that you you meet and sometimes that you don't meet and understand how you can kind of break the wall and and get to know people of influence through media and so you can sign up directly on our website com.
1: Perfect. So, you, you've kind of mentioned some of the other kind of coaching and, and programs you do, but what exactly do you do kind of if people are looking to work with you on, on kind of helping them through this journey, whether they come to the event or not?
2: Thank you. A good question. So there are a couple of things that I do depending on where you are in your business. Okay. Oftentimes, you, we know that when you have an idea already, you know what it is you want to do. You know that um, you are a real estate agent, or okay. you know that you want to have a daycare center. Um, we work together to organize the process for your business, organize all of the elements that is required for you to actually run a successful business. We go through your marketing, we go through your branding, we work together one on one to go through. Um, making sure that you have all the legal requirements that's necessary for you to be in business. Um, and we work one-on-one. One of the greatest things that I've found um, in working with my clients is that the number one thing that holds them back in their business is their mindset. So we're often working on mindset. Okay, and We're often working on rearranging this thought process from a 9 to 5 to an entrepreneur, to being their own boss. To, oftentimes people think, well, um, now I'm my own boss and I just blew half the morning. It's because they're not creating structure. So we help them organize and prioritize their day, their life, and make sure that we are taking proper stock of what we're doing and making sure that it's in alignment with the business and the vision. And so a lot of our time is spent on really organizing, organizing your um, schedule. Entrepreneurs think, oh, I have my own time, so I have time for everything. And then they find that they are behind yeah, and the productivity is actually failing, right? Because yeah. they, they create no structure. So we're oftentimes working on mindset and organization.
1: Got you. You
2: already know what you want, right? You already know what, you can do oftentimes. And then we have another group of, um, we do our mastermind twice a year okay. for the individual that is really just starting out and needs to take a slower approach. Okay. Because when we work one-on-one in coaching, we're, we're kind of going full steam, right? Sure. It, there's most, most things you're already incorporated or you your LLC, you, you've gone through that already for the most part. So our mastermind is helping and assisting um, in a group setting. To go through all the all the things that we would go through if you were doing one on one, it's just going to take you a little bit longer through our six month mastermind to give to ease you into your entrepreneurship um, or your your business.
1: No, I think that's that's actually really interesting because, to your point, I think some people are are kind of in such an early stage of this stuff, but they still need kind of help, right? And if you do it kind of a couple times a year, I think they feel less pressure than if it's kind of this like weekly thing that they're paying somebody to kind of coach them on, right? Yes. Interesting. Yes. I People
2: are often like, well, I paid a coach and um I didn't get anything from it, so I don't want to pay that kind of money because masterminds are usually cheaper than a private coaching gotcha. um contract. Gotcha. So, So what happens is I say to them, let's not blame the coach. Were you ready? Were you ready to commit once a week for X amount of time to really devote and dedicate to your business? Sometimes, for the most part, the answer is no. And then you have people that perhaps you have to talk down to think that they're ready. And I actually have to convince my clients, and it takes some convincing that they need to pace themselves. Interesting. Oftentimes, they, they come and they're like, well, I want to be rich and famous by tomorrow. What can we do? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Buy a lottery ticket. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> and so it, it, it's so interesting to see that, um, especially with today's social media, what, what I find is that even when they when they look at me and they say, but Marcia, you've done it, you're doing it, you're so good. I've been doing it for over five years. Sure. I, I started uh, the Woman on the Ride brand five years ago, but before that, I was doing it under a different name or entity. So gotcha. I've been doing it for such a long time, and maybe you're now just coming to know to know me and who I am, so it may seem like an overnight success to you yeah but it's actually not it, it actually has been taking a long time to get to where I am and you need to understand that you have to take that same consideration for your life because life gets in the way Yep. your kids or or or, or your desires and aspirations to do other things to be more social to have family time and all of that, you want to maybe go back for another d- degree or certification. There's just so many things that come into play. Um, God forbid you have an accident, whatever it is. You, you don't know you get um, promoted at your job and you didn't expect it to come. So now you feel the pressure to do and do more work and spend more time there. So you really got to take the time to really understand where you are um, at the different times in your life.
1: Yeah, that's actually really good advice. Because you're you're right, like, so many people think they like idolize somebody. And then they realize it's like, well, yes, that person might be successful in your eyes. But like, they just have different problems than you, right? Like, they might be saying, okay, I'm making 50 grand a year, hypothetically. And then they're like, okay, I'm trying to get to 75. And then they get to 75. And then they're like 100,000. And it's like, okay, I'm comfortable now I can quit my job or whatever that number is. But like, then that right. ends up like, okay, now I need to bring in another hundred grand every year or, you know, break that down monthly. Like, because I quit my job now, I don't have that income coming in. Like, it's this, it's just different problems, right? That different people at different levels of success are are struggling with. Exactly. Have you found that?
2: Exactly. Exactly what I found. It's an it's a, I call
3: it a vicious cycle yeah. of sure, <laughs> entrepreneurship.
2: Sure. Because there's always a milestone and that's why I tell people just look at my break break things up into milestones. Sure. So you always get to the point where awesome, I broke that fifty grand, I broke that hundred grand. Now I need to make sure and now I'm I'm able to leave my job, right? Yeah. So now what where where is the security? There is none. You're gonna work ten times harder to maintain the, getting to the first hundred grand is not the difficult part. Maintaining <laughs> yeah. that for yep. years after, yep. staying relevant in the world of technology, staying uh, on top of um, the relationships you've already built and not make letting those suffer because mm-hmm. you're trying to gain new clients because that's the way to really increasing, right? You, you need to continue to let more people know about you. There's 7 billion people in the world. They all need to hear about you. So you can't simply always focus on that first group of uh, customers that got you that first hundred thousand. You have to continue to evolve. Technology is making it more and more difficult. It's supposed to be easy, but it's actually difficult, especially for people that are um, kind of have that tunnel vision. Okay, I've, I've I've just mastered LinkedIn. I'm so, I'm set. And then it's like, oh, well, here's Periscope,
3: <laughs> or here is <laughs> Sure, yeah, you're right.
2: Here's Snapchat, here's Snapchat, so you don't know what's coming around the corner. So you have to be on top of this technology and be able to move swiftly with the times in order to meet those different
1: of people. No, I, I 100% agree with you. I, I think that's that's really great
0: advice. Thanks for listening to Building the Future. This show is heard by more than a million people monthly in over 15 markets worldwide, including Silicon Valley. Kevin Horick's guests are leading business owners, successful entrepreneurs, and merchandisers worldwide. Now, your brand has an opportunity to tap into this dedicated and active group of business people who are looking for places to invest and the right opportunities to support. Find out how you can get involved at buildingthefutureshow.com.
1: also written a book and you and you you're working on another one what exactly did you write in the book and and what what exactly are they
2: our first book well i i've written it um the first book is called life balance for women on the rise okay and both books actually are um, anthologies where i've assembled other women in my network that i believe are doing it great in their field so the life balance for women on the rise book is um Really, advice-driven and, and resource and tool-driven to give women the resources they need to help them find what they may consider to be balance. It really talk. I really talk about in my chapter. Uh, there's no such thing as balance. Sure. We use that term to help people um, kind of get a sense of uh, uh, um, what it is in life they're trying to strive for. Okay. And so when you break it down you realize, okay, there's no such thing as balance, so what am I doing? Can I have it all? And the answer is yes, but the answer goes beyond that. It's yes, but you need to prioritize the things that you want in your life in the right time and, and moment. Not everything can happen today, but perhaps by the end of the week, I can accomplish it all if I prioritize and balance out my life in a way that's meaningful to me, connecting with the values that you have. So if you're spending like 10% of your time on something that has no relation to the values that you hold important, whether it's your family, um, your business, your career, but you find that you are doing something that really doesn't help you move further in your life in any of those areas then it's time to reevaluate and and adjust the things that you're doing. So we talk about that and how to um, manage uh, uh, your spirituality, your relationships, how um, your finances. It's such a juggling act to um, really manage your finances when you are trying to build a business. And and knowing just how much to give in every area of your life is key Um, because the startup capital comes from you first and foremost. And so you can't just take all your money out of one place and and put it into the business. So we talk about that and we talk about um, your health and your wellness and putting all those things together in one book. The second book uh, soon to be released in October is called Business Success Strategies for Women on the Rise Again. Um, and we, this is another anthology of a group of women that I believe are doing great things as um, they're no longer new um, entrepreneurs, but the book is really geared towards women that are new and aspiring in entrepreneurship and are looking for some tips and resources to help them um, in their early stages of um, starting a business. So this book is going to talk about. Um, the authors will share their journeys and give advice and tips on how they were able to overcome some of the obstacles. Interesting and uh, and and also give advice on how someone else can do the same. It's really just motivational with some resources um, mixed in. So the books that we, that I put together, I really like for them to be tools and resources. It shares a story in order for you to relate to someone else. You're not the only one going through what you're going through. So many of us are going through ups and downs and sometimes it's just all wins and, but, At any given moment, you may have setbacks and the book will really inspire you and motivate you and and, um, help you succeed in that, in your business. Um, I have another uh, publication that I put together. It's called, it's a planner. So one of the biggest things that, one of the biggest things, like I said earlier, I found that we when working with my clients, we have to get organized. Mm-hmm. And so I created a planner to help my, myself and my clients get organized. And the planner is actually um, based on states. So it's called Plan, Pray, Prosper. Okay. And I incorporate um, daily scheduling, weekly prayer focus, a monthly prayer focus and weekly scripture all in one um, planner. And we created a kit because you can't always carry your big bulky planner with you everywhere. But sometimes you want to carry that prayer focus or scripture and and even affirmations with you when you're on the go. So we created pocket cards as an extension of the planner for people to be able to take on the go with them. So we, I developed the planner kit. And that's actually the product that I pitched to HSN oh, okay.
3: um, last year
2: and they gave me some fantastic advice on and feedback on how to bring it uh better to market and i did exactly that i i took the production of the kit offshore and got everything produced and manufactured in china interesting and so i'm super excited about that we were selling at a high margin last year before we did that, and now we're able to um, bring this product to market at a reasonably affordable price.
1: Interesting. No, that's that's really good feedback then that you heard right from them.
2: Oh, absolutely! The the greatest part of this whole experience with them is the feedback that they were able to give me, and it would have been even ten times more awesome had I got chosen. Sure, but I do know that my product. My product specifically, I I knew going in that there was a great chance that I wouldn't get picked for the platform. I've seen other planners on their platform, and that's the other thing I love about the HSN American Dream. When you look at their platform, you go to their website and you look at the products that yeah. are out there. It is everything. Don't think that well. I make uh, baked goods. Mm-hmm. Guess what? I've seen food on the on the on the. Um,
1: on their channel. Interesting.
2: So they have everything. So it's not just an innovation or or an invention that you do that's gonna like revolutionize your hair system or brushing your hair or cook. like it's everything that I've seen them bring to market: fashion, um, health and wellness, auto-related. So there's just endless possibilities for whatever industry you're in um, for you to pitch your product to
1: HSN. Interesting. No, I, I think that's really good advice, right? Like the the thing that's kind of fascinating, um, to me when we kind of connected is you're doing a bunch of things obviously that we just kind of talked about and you mentioned you still kind of work full time. So you're kind of living and breathing the stuff that you're actually helping other people with. Is that fair to say?
2: Absolutely, and I think that's why people connect with yeah. me so much, right? Because yeah. I'm I'm living it, I'm doing it, and I'm managing pretty well. I respect my employer so much that I don't jeopardize my job for my business. I work in a structured – I know how many clients I could take a year, sure. and that's why I have a group mastermind. I can help more people with the group uh, uh, work that I do. So it's really, really understanding exactly how much you can take sure. and how and, and organizing yourself um, in that way.
1: Sure. And actually, you brought up something that's interesting is you figured out a way with your mastermind group to actually reach reach more people because you don't have the time to take on more than X amount of clients a year.
0: Right. Which is That was big
2: for me. Yeah, it was a big thing for me to realize. I I've, I've, I I think I started Women on the Rise with a mastermind and then realized that each person wanted a more individual um, attention. Okay. But I knew in the beginning that I could reach more people and that women are, the mastermind is more, it's not just about what they're learning. Mm-hmm. It's also about developing that, um, that network and sisterhood of supportive women that are usually on the same level of journey that you're at and that you're in. We, we, we pair people off so that they get uh, um, accountability partners as well. Um, it goes beyond me. So I'm just a facilitator and I'm the person that connects everyone together. I'm the master trainer. I do lead them in the subjects of each month, but, the great thing about the mastermind is that people really connect with one another.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think that's, that's really good. You're, you're basically bringing together a community and you're getting your name kind of constantly out there because you set up other people and you give them the tools to kind of do their own thing, kind of come back. They probably tell their people about it. So they're almost kind of like helping you market your kind of, you know, products and services as well. Is that fair to say?
2: Absolutely. Genius, isn't it? <laughs> yeah,
1: no, it very much is. I, I think it's actually really good advice because I think part of the struggle with anybody that's trying to do anything, kind of once you build something kind of in the physical world or the online world, kind of merging the two together and then kind of creating a community around that is actually really tricky and you figured it out.
2: It is. It, 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 not to say it's easy. No, it's incredibly but, difficult. <laughs> not to say it's easy at all, but but it is really one of um, the most, I would say, useful or um, what's the word I want to say? For the people out there that are looking to build the business, whether it's a consulting business, even whether it's you do have a product, building that community
3: mm-hmm.
2: is one of the greatest things that you could do for yourself,
3: Okay, is to
2: build a community. Share your gift with as many people as you can at the same time, and that, like you said, will continue to multiply the word being spread and really get more people exposed to your service, your business, your product, um, it's important to build that community. And and social media has been a great tool to help people do that.
1: Sure. So how do you kind of manage your time? Like I'm assuming you use the planner and whatnot, but like it's more complicated than that sometimes. Like how do you decide, you know, how much time to put into kind of, you know, work and, and your business and then kind of just your own personal time?
2: Uh, sometimes it gets decided for me. I sure. do have a three-year-old. Okay. <laughs> I sure. do have a three-year-old son. I'm, I'm a single mom, to my little boy. And it, it really is about reflection and reevaluation.
3: Okay. Because like
2: I said, things can spiral out of control at any, at any moment. And then the, the planner goes out the window. I mean, my planner, by the way, is undated because, even myself and many people that I know, you put away that planner and you, it's like January 1st, everyone's planning everything out, right? That first quarter of the year, you're like, Ooh, gun haul about your planner. And then things you're so busy and things get, start slowing down. And so you put the planner away. Um, I have the best supportive team, family and friends that I surround myself with, and they keep me honest and accountable about the things that I say that I, I know are important. Say out loud to the people that are closest to you what it is you want for yourself, and even if they're not involved in it, even if they they, they have no interest in the business that you run or the industry that you're in, they will hold you accountable. Yeah, it's such it's been so fascinating for me to to um, have my friends and family and even my three year old son uh, remind me that I have a book, remind me that um, he needs to go play. So that that means I need to go work out. So it's, it's really about keeping um, the right people in your circle. That's going to help you continue to elevate.
1: No, I I think that's that's actually really good advice. And the one thing I noticed, like, I live and die by my calendar now. And, like, I've probably never been more busy now that I've, like, had kids and, and like, work full time. And then I do the show and, like, a couple other things. It's so, like, I've probably never been more busy. And you realize, like, when it was in my, like, late teens or 20s, you're like, I had so much time.
2: <laughs> Kevin, can we talk about that, Kevin? Sure, sure, I mean, sure, that of course. what you just said is so real. I said to everybody, why did I wait till I had a kid to amp up my vote. <laughs> like how? <laughs> yep. I waited till I had no time left in my life yep. to amp up everything I want to accomplish. Like yep. I have no, I, I don't even understand it, the, the, the drive and the motivation when you do have um, a family, when there is more than just you at stake. When yeah. you have that passion, it just it just makes you want it even more,
1: yeah, I think so. I, I think it's like you're you're like now accountable to others more than you were before, right? right. yeah, that's interesting. So you must see kind of the same hurdles that or kind of miss make believe kind of stuff that that people kind of throw at you. you know, like I can't start because of x, y, and z. Do you maybe want to talk a little bit about how do you help or encourage people to kind of get over their fears or their doubts or whatever that is? Because you must hear kind of the same stuff over and over again. And and how do you kind of help people kind of get through that and actually start? Because like the most successful people that have ever lived just decided to go for it one day, which sounds incredibly simple. And it's way more complicated right. than that, but like they just made the decision to actually get over whatever they need to get over and just go for it one day.
2: Right. We always, I always start with, you know, I ease them into my pain. So okay. I say, okay, but then for the next couple of weeks or the first few weeks, I need you to um, document what you're doing. Okay. Right. So okay. I, I, may, I, I, and I hold, I hold a mirror up to their face. Right. Okay. Sure. So we go over, those values and what they say they want then i make them document no 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 like real exercise or work tell me what you're doing then sure who are the people around you and then i hold a mirror up to their face and i say is how is this in alignment with what what you you are asking
3: sure and
2: then we talk about what here caused you to not do the things that you needed to do in order to move your business further or in order for you to start right Mm -hmm. and then we talk about the those limiting beliefs that they have well I didn't have the money did you need money so I often get to show them I, I get to show them ways how you can have social presence without spending money you know you can create landing pages as a website or, or you spend very little money, right? So sure. we'll, we'll get you a domain for, for, you know, under 20 bucks or whatever it is. And yeah. then we'll create a landing page. There's so many ways for you to have, you know, people think they need hundreds of dollars and yeah, thousands yeah. to build a website, to have a web presence.
1: Yeah. Not ne- Squarespace not is like five bucks a month stuff. or something with, and you can get a free right? domain or something like it's, or Wix or there's a handful of them. They're like five, 10, 15, a $20 a month. Right. Yeah. You're right.
2: Right. And I, And you don't even have to do that. There are services like MailerLite that will allow you to do it for free. It it, used to be – it's primarily for um, a lead magnet page. But there are ways we've learned, coaches who are out here doing it, to use those free resources and tools to help you get that footing you need to start. It doesn't cost you anything to go down to your local library and talk to the research librarian to find out the information you need to help you move further along in your industry. Maybe it's an industry you're not too comfortable or sure about where to get access. The library is the best resource out there for you. You can do that. So we talk to them and I help them or my clients really remind themselves that one, they know their stuff already.
3: Yeah. You've
2: chosen that profession because you know your. and I'm about to, I was about to curse, but I, you know, I know this might be PG, but so you <laughs> know your stuff already. Sure. You, you are the master at what it is you do. So why are you holding yourself back? Who is around you that you're keeping around you to have that negative mindset? And we build upon their mindset in that way and we we make sure that they are surrounded by um again just that community of like-minded people
1: sure well and i i think and and give me your thoughts on this after um like I, i think the big thing that people think about this stuff sometimes is that they basically have to like alternate their entire lifestyle and like i think the best example and, and while you can t- – maybe maybe it's not the best example. It's an example that I like to use sometimes. It's like – and you can tell me what you th- your thoughts on are. It's like, okay, say mm-hmm. it's 8 o'clock on a Friday night or Saturday night or Sunday night or Wednesday night. It doesn't really matter the night of the week. Your kids are in bed. Mm-hmm. You know, It's house is quiet. It's like 8 or 9 or 10 p.m. And instead of you maybe like binge watching three or four episodes of your favorite show on Netflix or, or cable TV or wherever, maybe just watch one. Yeah. And then spend an hour right. or maybe an hour and a half or a couple hours and, and actually work on your project. Put up that landing page. Like a lot of times if they're free or they're a little bit paid, like, you know, $5, $10 a month or free. Right. It, it only takes right. you maybe an hour or two to get it up online. And if you can chisel right. out an hour a week... And then you say, okay, now I'm going to try to chisel out like two hours a week or an hour and a half a week. And and you take it from, wow. sure, other activities, but like, you don't have to say like, okay, every night from 6 p.m. till midnight, I'm going to work on my whatever it is. You just say like, you know, I'm not, I'm going to cut back on some of the other kind of maybe things that, well, it sounds bad, but like watching TV isn't really working on your your business. Like, it's it just not, isn't right. Not at all. So, like, I'm not it's saying not don't the most cut out. User, you're done. Yeah, but like, you don't have to cut out watching Netflix or whatever. Just cut it back. Is that? What are your thoughts on? Right. That? I so agree with you. It it's the same thing
2: they say about working out. Three sure. days a week. So you know the doctor tells you three days a week. Sure. Thirty minutes minimum to keep your your you active and healthy sure. to have a moderate, um, you know, healthy fitness lifestyle. Sure. It's the same thing with your business. And it really depends on how far and how fast you want to get. Sure. But when you're just starting out and you have, um, a million things racing in your mind, it's sometimes best to put it away. And like you said, steal away an out, wake up one hour early Sure, every day. Wake up one hour before your normal time that you have to leave for work or to get the kids ready and work on something for your business in the morning.
3: Sure. Right? Yep.
2: Instead, maybe twice a week, instead of going out for a big lunch with the team or something at at work, use that one hour of lunch that you get to maybe work on your own stuff during the day.
1: Or update social media or something, right? Yeah
2: perfect example update your social media at that time let people know that you're still active throughout the day but it's 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 respecting your boss's time and doing it on your lunch time right sure and then what i what i often say is you don't sleep that much like you said you're watching tv maybe you're reading a book use that time if you're if you're like in a metro city like Um, I am with uh, mass transit and you're not driving to work and you're on the train, make sure you're spending that train time doing, reading, writing, the copy that you need for that website or that landing page or putting together your social media for that day or for that week or for that month, whatever it is, but, there is time in the day, and that's part of what we do when we restructure people. After that four weeks and in initial time that we look at what they have been doing, then we build out a schedule of how to properly add in time, make sure, sure you're replying to emails properly, keeping your customers. Um, you know, knowing that you are keeping them first and remembering them, and having a proper structure, and then another thing, a lot of entrepreneurs think I need to respond right away to everything. Yeah, yeah. You don't need to respond right away to everything. You that you can build in uh, a um, what we call um, operating agreements for yourself. It's important sometimes, you know, you go to corporate America and there's a standard operating agreement in almost every other department, right? uh, um, If you're in a call center, they tell you, you have six hours to answer this type of email or 24 hours to respond to these type of requests. And you can build those same things. Take everything you learn in corporate America and what they've taught you um, there and apply that to your own business. it's been proven that's why corporate america is what it is use those strategies for your own self
1: sure and the other thing that i would add to that that i found that's worked for me and i've heard other people's do is they either listen like if they're driving in a car they'll listen to like an audio book or podcasts yeah um that are in their field and like maybe they don't want to use data like a lot of the time you can download them right to your device so you're not using data while you're driving or maybe you don't care about the data but like there's a lot of really good kind of audiobooks. A lot of even your public library carries audiobooks as well. So like, or you can subscribe you to something. you know about that? Yeah.
2: Isn't that, isn't yeah. that great? The, the, so, the libraries have this awesome um, thing that they're allowing people to um, get audio books for free through yeah. your library. You just exactly. have to be, be a part of that library. Exactly and live in that right. Community, most likely.
1: And then, if you listen mm-hmm. to a podcast that's covering the stuff that you want to learn about, like there's a lot of ways to do it very cheap or free, right? I, I think a lot of people kind of forget about um, that stuff as well. And I, I just kind of wanted to add to that because I, I think I found that useful for me.
0: Yes, it it
2: it really is useful.
1: So, Marsha... and
2: what are you listening to now? Oh, are you are you?
3: Uh...
1: I just finished, not that long ago, to be honest, um, the, oh, what was it called? The name escapes me. It's like um, MBA in a book or audio book. It's like, it's like a whole kind of, it gives you basically like an MBA and it talks about all the stuff that you should kind of learn about like your business. And then he kind of gives really good examples And then he gives you kind of like other reference material. For example, like when they cover accounting, he's like, here's kind of the basics. But if you want to learn more, go read like these three books. Right. So I found that like that was kind of really interesting um, for me. But uh, we're, we're running out of time. So maybe let's close with mentioning where people can get more information about all the stuff you're doing, the conference and any other links you want to mention.
2: It's been such a good time chatting with you, Kevin. Anybody could reach me, find out more information about my mastermind and my coaching program, um, as well as the conference at www.womenontheriseny.com.
1: Perfect, Marsha. I really appreciate you taking the time under your day to be on the show, and I look forward to keeping in touch with you and have a good rest of your day.
2: Thank you. You too, Kevin.
1: Thank you. Okay, bye.
0: Thanks for listening